Um, I almost broke into song again, and I, after last week, I promised I wouldn't do that. But I, God, I just can't help it. Woo. I need a new intro. Well, I have my intro music, but I'm supposed to probably have like a welcome everybody. It's time for Dan and save it for the show show. Blah, blah, blah. But maybe I'll just continue doing these awkward cold opens. No, I can't get away with calling it a cold open. Do you know what a cold open is? That's a new term I learned for, you know, like when you watch, uh, I guess that's Saturday Night Live, they call it a cold open, and they also call it a cold open on, like, Breaking Bad. Oh, I gotta stop doing that. I noticed that. I take this, like, make this weird kissy, clicky noise. Um, on Saturday Night Live and on Breaking Bad, they, you know, on Breaking Bad, like, the beginning or before the show starts, or... I'm trying to think of another show that does that. Anyways, it's the first 10 seconds before the show begins, and it's usually a teaser, or it sets up the whole show. And if I call what this is the cold opening with my Mr. Albie sure, I don't really have a hook or a treat or a tease. This is a solo show this week, I should say that. I, I didn't really line up a guest or do anything like that. And I thought, you know what? After last week's... Fun Fest with Lyle, let me do a quick dinger and bang out some 20 minutes of chat so I don't make you think every time you listen to me it's going to be a long rambly thing, which come to find out a lot of people seem to enjoy it, which makes my heart happy. It seems the more and more I just do what feels right and keep telling the voice in my head that says, this is awful, nobody wants to listen to this, you're an idiot, the more I say, fuck you voice, you know what you're talking about. Fuck you and your show voice asshole with a fucking other show's whatever. Just shut up. I'm not listening to you anymore. People enjoy Save It For The Show show. And I should have a theme song. So this episode's dedicated to saying to everybody, fuck you. Well, not to everybody. For To you to say fuck you to the shitty voice in your head that tells you what you're doing is stupid. I'm not saying you should go kill people. If there's a voice telling you to do that, don't listen to that voice. Well, wait, I guess that is what I'm saying. Not to listen to the voices in your head. Listen, what do you want from me? All right, so save for the show. Episode 10! There we go. That's a big deal. This is the 10th episode of this little ragtag thing that I got going on. Crazy. I thought after I did the first one, which was long and weird, and I recorded it terribly... I was wasted. I kind of thought getting that out of my system would be sort of like my... I was trying to think of some sort of ejaculation joke. It's not coming to me. But I thought that would be it. That would be the end of it. And I wouldn't do it again. But I I stuck with it. And every week I do these, I enjoy them more and more. So let me dedicate this 10th episode to you for listening and for being great. So thank you. I appreciate that. Didn't I thank everybody last episode? God, I gotta, I gotta remember better what I do. I inherited a, a poor memory, which I already feel like I talked about that. The irony of talking about my poor memory and having already talked about it. Oh, look, you get it. So, it's saver for the show, and you know it is my tenth episode. And I was thinking, you know, whenever somebody new listens to the show, I'm always terrified. Like, is the episode that's my most current the best episode that they could start with? And I say, hey, you should probably listen to maybe episode six, the one I talk about 
the fleshlight with in the mom's night out that one seems to be one that people dig and i like that one because it's a good indicator that says look i'm kind of no holds barred here i am pretty humble about this whole thing i talk about jerking off and the fleshlight full of jizz i mean i, I don't know i think that's that sets the tone but then hey I, I dip into some facebook instagram shit which i have an opinion about technology and advertising and development and stuff like that so you know i i'm struggling with sort of defining what my show is about and what's a good episode to start on but this isn't exactly and this is podcasting in general somebody recommended a podcast to me the other day and i looked it up and there was 200 300 episodes and it's like like any good radio show and really that's what a podcast is is a recorded radio show when you start it it's like meeting a new friend you don't know any of the inside jokes, you don't know any of the personalities, and it's hard to get into it. But then again, to reference Breaking Bad, this ain't Breaking Bad. You can, if this is the first time listening, hello. I'm a 31-year-old man who bullshits for half an hour a week on the internet, and you're listening to it, and hopefully I make you laugh, and it's enjoyable. And that's really it, and you can start at any time. Oh, but you know what, maybe I should have some segments. I was thinking about that the other day, like a good radio show, and the only thing I could think of, I guess I have my guests on, and I try to give their little sequence sort of a goofy name, but the only other thing that I've been leaning towards is something I want to call Real Treat, and this is a shout out to my buddies Matt and Josh, they say Real Treat about everything, and I was trying to think, like, what's my Real Treat of the week? And I want to get more audience participation. So if you want to tweet at me with the hashtag real tweet, real tweet, real treat, and tell me what your real treat of the week is, that would be splendid. I think my real treat of the week was my son's birthday. He turned four. We had a great party. I could probably talk a, a, a spell about how much fun that was. And there was weird things. And I got wasted with my father-in-law and brother-in-law and drink a bottle of whiskey with them that was great but i'm gonna save that for another show so yeah so my real treat was that share with me your real treat and you know what i mentioned last time that i had some shit that i i got tweeted at by some friends some questions let me see what they were all right here we go so listener phil says what is the sexiest way to die and you know, the point of my show and why I named it Save It For The Show is because I feel like I'm at my best when I don't think about things and I can just wing it. And look, maybe that's a thinly veiled way of rationalizing not wanting to prepare for things. And when it was in business or even in school, I felt like the less I prepared, the better I did. And that's sort of what I think about this. Like, I looked at that question and I immediately forgot it. Like, I don't want to pre-think this answer or I won't be able to come up with anything good which is ironic because I do want you to tweet at me and I will read them however I will not process them I guess if that makes sense so what is the sexiest way to die well I guess part of that could be having sex certainly not why would you die having sex I guess if you had a heart attack and you were super old and you were banging some your young new wife on a pile of money in your brass bed no in a in your ferrari in a ferrari well no you maybe you were getting roadhead and you crashed 
No, because she would die too, and that would be sad, not sexy. Is there a sexy way to die? I don't know if there is. Maybe, no, I was going to say, maybe if you were, like, assassinated and you died like a hero, but that's not exactly sexy. I mean, the definition of sexy is somebody you want to have sex with, right? So how would somebody dying create a stirring in your loins? There, a girl dies and her shirt gets blown off and right before she dies? No, that's stupid. You know, I, I, I don't want to say this is a dumb question. No, maybe autoerotic? No, that's awful. You're so embarrassing. That's not sexy. It'd be sexy to you. I mean, you would be dying. Well, okay, that's a good point. Is it sexy to you or to the poor person that finds you? I mean, obviously, whoever finds you in any situation. There's not going to be nothing sexy about that. There will not be a boner in the house. But maybe for you, it goes back to the guy or gal. Now, do women die during sex? That's, you know, that's like the picture of an old, fat, red-faced white man, like, nailing his little blonde wife and he has a heart attack. Isn't that like the opening of, like, a hundred CSIs or houses where the guy's, like, red-faced and sweating and he drops dead and he's, she's a prostitute Come, and then she, you know, there's coke in the hotel room so she tries to get rid of the body. There's, there's a million shows. That, that would be pretty sexy. Well, great question, I guess, Phil. Came around about, hey, guess what? I have one more question for my lovely sister. And she says, I'm late on this, but of course my questions are TV-related. Favorite current show? Favorite all-time? Wish was still on. Great question. My favorite current show? Obviously the show I talk about quite a bit. Definitely Breaking Bad. It's a piece of art that every week I turn on a, a canvas in my room and I stare at for an hour and listen to it. It's not hyperbole. The show is incredible and unless you've watched all five seasons and maybe live, you know, I feel like at this point the buzz around Breaking Bad is deafening, kind of like The Wire, which I haven't watched and it's kind of one of those things I know I need to watch, but everyone says it's the best thing ever and it just seems like taking on a project having to watch five seasons of that show and I'm sure after season one I would be like oh my god I'm so happy I started this but Breaking Bad I started I think after I missed the first season so I binge watched the first one maybe two of my wife one summer and that was great that was like the irony of watching you know a show about drugs and consuming it like a drug was cool and we got so hooked on it but now to know it's kind of like I watched Lost from the beginning and I was along for the ride. Like, I can't imagine watching Lost now knowing how pop culture has sort of skewered it for being stupid and jumping the shark. Well, I loved it and enjoyed it the whole time. And I know many of my friends did, uh, especially my boy Dimitri, who every Sunday, every Monday asks me if I watch Breaking Bad. And of course, I say no because it's on at 10 o'clock and I don't know. <laughs> I fall asleep like like a geezer, but I didn't watch it. So anyhow, I'd say Breaking Bad, definitely Workaholics. That show just I adore. It's I feel like written for thirty year old guys like me by thirty year old guys, and the humor is not, you know, shitty. Uh, Tosh point or ridiculousness humor. It's actually funny jokes. But my favorite of all time, man. 
That's a tough question. I, every, I, you know, Sopranos is great, of course. Mad Men's great. God, dare I? I mean, and there's like The Simpsons, which is sort of like not even a show to me. I mean, coming up, that was sort of a, a member of my family in a weird way, at least for a few years. I, I don't know the answer to that question. And then the show I wish was still on. I mean, of course, everyone would say Arrested Development, but and maybe it's better that show was killed early and it's lived on in infamy about how great it was and you know Michael Sarah was able to play the same character in 10 movies after that I really don't know what other show I miss but I really I guess I do you know I wish Seinfeld could muster another show I watched some old Seinfeld the other day god that guy was so good those shows were excellent if you haven't watched a rerun of Seinfeld in a while do yourself a favor and and really go back and that could be your real treat hashtag real treat an old episode of Seinfeld so do that for yourself and then you can talk to your wife about it or girlfriend or guy friend or whatever and get them to watch it too because I always find watching that show with somebody's great I used to enjoy watching that show with my roommates and then you can talk about it which is what I do in my house a lot I well, when I had my family over this weekend I was thinking about that <laughs> You know, my poor wife gets save it for the show all fucking day, every day for the past 10 years. And hey, she's still, you know what, that's what I should have known. She's been listening to me ramble on and rant and try to be funny for 10 years and she's still around. So if I was boring or stupid or not funny, she probably would have taken off a long time ago. And not only that, I forced that poor girl and my children to listen to Albie Sure. This story gets better. I have an Albie Sure Pandora station, which I've been curating, thumbs upping, thumbs downing, like the world's most beautiful rose bush, plucking every little thorn for like two years. Almost at the point now where every song that comes on is a jam. Albie Sure, don't disturb this groove. Groove. Um, make it last forever. What does that song go? Whatever. It's a great thing that I care about. When I cook, because I cook a lot, put on Albie Sure. If on Sunday night I can't drink, listen to Albie Sure Pandora and cook. Uh, the whole week is fucked up. Like, to me, if I could make a word to describe that, like Christianity or Judaism, that's my religion. Cooking, Albie Sure, and drinking on Sunday. And my poor son Grant, for his birthday, my wife gave him a survey, which was adorable, and then put the answers up around the house for his birthday party. His favorite song, Night and Day by Albie Sure. I mean, that's like Stockholm Syndrome, but he loves it, and whenever it comes on, he's like, Dad, 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 Albie Sure, Albie Sure, and he runs and finds me, and if I happen to put the show on, or I'm sorry, I put Albie Sure on, and then I like take the trash out and Albie Sure comes on and I miss it I come in he's like dad you missed Albie Sure it's a big deal to them and you know what you can't create that excitement in your children he wants to like it isn't that what people say like oh my son really he's obsessed they want to be dancing at this young age is that what the stage moms say he my son really does organically enjoy Albie Sure right that's I'm sure he does it's not me pounding it into his head once a week for two hours while his dad sings and dances around the kitchen cooking. So there's that. 
And so that's what you should do. Watch Seinfeld, enjoy it with your family, give them a bit of your own save it for the show. If that's what I can impart to you, to your, your poor siblings and loved ones and family, <clears throat> give them give them all of you and all your stupid bullshit. So so yeah, so there's that. And you know what I was thinking too? I like I said in the beginning, I try to somehow think of tech stuff to talk about and I just really can't. I'm sort of exhausted about it. I wanted to say something about medium or branch or fuck. Yeah, I feel like I've said this 10 times tonight. The irony of me talking about but you know, all these new things to for people to make more content, I sort of feel like a hypocrite rant, ragging on because here I am spewing my own shit for 20, 30 minutes doing a verbal blog post. But it just, to me, it strikes me as like, why? I mean, I must be missing something. I, I need to get into it. But you know what the thing is? I think people tend to forget. Even Square. Everybody wants to just blow Square all over town like... They're the new coming of Christ or Simple Bank, like all these things. And I just want to say to these people, these are businesses. They're not making these businesses for you and your hipster friends to feel cool about and to tweet about. These are companies created by business people to make money. And the best thing they've done is convince people that they're not doing that, which is brilliant. I mean, even Twitter has done that and, and Instagram I mean, they're here to make money. And the funny thing is, is Facebook has just blatantly been that way all along. And guess what happened? They go public and their stock is taken as shit because it's, 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 it's crap. And the at least Square and Simple, I guess. I, I mean, I have Wells Fargo. I don't have a problem with it. I've, I've never sat here and been like, God damn it, my bank is so awful. But maybe Simple's amazing. And I, I really don't know what I'm talking about. I should look into it. However... Simple's making money off something. I don't know what it is, but the reason why we act like they're so cool, they have a cool card and a cute little HTML5 website, I'm talking about things I don't understand. Maybe somebody will tweet at me that I'm a fucking idiot and Simple's actually gives money to babies in uh, Africa, and I'm sure Square does too. I mean, Square partnered with Starbucks, the McDonald's of beverages. So... Don't tell me that they're not in it to make money. And yeah, Square is amazing. It's brilliant and super cool. And when I go somewhere and they don't accept cash, I've said to people, hey, you should get Square. And they say, what is that? And here I am, an advocate for it. And I tell them about it because I want to be able to buy shit and not be able to have to have cash. I don't carry cash. Why would I carry cash? I I don't go to an ATM. I have cards. I, I don't know. People that carry cash are... I don't want to say weird, but where do you get it from? Like cash back? You actually go to an ATM? Whatever. Where is this going? I don't know. I, I wanted to talk about these things, and I guess I have. Um, I didn't really plan on anything, which is good. So there. All right. 20 minutes. Bing, bang, bong. It's exactly what I wanted. I wanted to just sit down and ramble off the top of my head for 20 minutes, which I've done. It's episode 10. You know, maybe I should have done something anniversary stuff. You know what? I'll do that on 25. I'm not giving up. Listen, if you're going to roll with me, if you're going to hang here with me, I'm not going to stop. As long as I keep having people. If I have two listeners a week, that's two people that care what I'm saying. And as long as I have that, 
you can bet I'm going to keep banging these out. So on episode 25, then I'll have an anniversary show. And maybe I'll have on like Ben, Lyle, and Mike, or my first few guests. Maybe I'll interview my dad. Maybe that would be cool. I'll have my dad on on episode 25. Either way, thank you for listening. You know how to reach me. Keep rating, reviewing. Oh, I'm on Stitcher now. I don't know if you use Stitcher, but if you do use that thing, listen to me through that. You know, maybe somehow. I just want more listeners. I, I think the other fun thing about this is I could give a shit about money. I, I have a job. I do this at night. Instead of watching TV or jerking off, I'm, I'm doing this show. And my motivation is different from like a radio guy who's like, Hey, everybody, listen, download this and buy this thing. I, I just want more people to listen and enjoy this. So if you listen to it on that, though, I get more popular. And rate, review, fuck, do all that stupid shit. I apologize for having to say that. But if you stop, listen, you know, this here's the dad in me. If you did it, I wouldn't have to say it. So if you do it, then I can stop saying it, which I'm, like I said, I won't ever do. But either way, thank you for listening. You're the best. Save it for the show. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.